Welcome to Write Your Book in a Flash with Dan Janelle, the only podcast where you'll learn how successful people just like you have grown their businesses, expanded their influence, and made more money by writing a book. On each episode, you'll learn the inside secrets to help you create a book that can serve as a powerful marketing tool to skyrocket your business. I'm your host, Dan Janelle. I help thought leaders, business executives, and entrepreneurs write their books. To find out more, go to writeyourbookinaflash.com. Welcome, everyone. I'm glad you're here. Uh, this is going to be a fun, fun interview. I'm with my new best friend, Chris Ward from Canada. How are you? I'm well, Dan. That's funny. That's actually a phrase I use all the time. I'm like, oh, you're my new best friend. <laughs> <laughs> but it is because I'm all about relationships, not about transactions. Yeah. It's all for the long term, yeah. as I'm sure you are, too. So this is cool. Mm-hmm. Chris, why don't you introduce yourself and tell our audience a little bit about yourself? Okay, I was born in a small town. No, okay, I'm Chris Ward. Um, I'm a marketing strategist, but what most people see me online talk a lot about is the win the hour, win the day platform and philosophy. And uh, yeah, so how that started was I was pulled away from my business. I was a marketing strategist for at least 10 years, and I was pulled away from my business for about two years when my husband was diagnosed with colon cancer. And when I returned to my work after his passing, um, my business had not only survived, but it was still growing. It was thriving. And my clients had no idea I had been away. They did not understand anything about what was going on. I, I really didn't think it was good for business, nor did I want to talk about it. And so they were just shocked. And they started to ask me very gently under the capacity of productivity and team building, how did I manage that? Because if you take all the emotion out of that, just the chemo, the appointments already, all that stuff, all that, that's a full-time job. So I, of course, had a renewed commitment to the fragility of life. And uh, I felt your business should support your life and not consume it. So I started working with these people under that capacity, aside from just marketing. And they started to see real results and take real vacations. And they weren't, you know, zoning out when they were with their family. And, and they weren't feeling stuck and busy at the same time. And I thought, okay, you know, I want to create a movement because, business should be fun and it shouldn't be this hard. And, uh, and yeah, and it all sort of erupted or grew from there because as you can imagine, when I returned, if I didn't have a company, that would not have been the time for me to be crafting a resume and try to be charming and interview. So, you know, life has interruptions and, uh, this is what sort of grew organically from that experience. Wow, what a great story. Very inspiring. Thank you so much for sharing that. Why did you decide to write a book? Well, because of that, because I started to see all the results I was getting with these clients and I thought, wow, like, you know, I was doing group coaching. So at least I was leveraging my time that way, but I was still a marketing strategist and I wanted to help more people. I wanted to create a movement because there's this whole thing still out there about, you know, grinding it out. And, and I did that the first couple of years of my business. You know, I was beating my chest thinking, oh, I'm a real hard worker and, you know, I'll get up earlier and earlier and stay later and later and think, well, that's, you know, that's something to be proud of. Who, who knew, as I said to my mother one day, who knew that I'd have to unlearn how being a hard worker is, is not something you should be statically proud of, right? That's just not how, that's not how you get the results you need. So I really wanted to create a movement and to, to help more people because business should be fun. And, and so many people I meet on any given day, they're presenting to the world that things are going really well, but then they whisper to me off to the side, like, you know what, I'm really grinding it out. I'm, I'm not nearly as far as I sh- think I should be for the amount of hours I'm putting in or for the amount of years I put in. And I'm exhausted and I'm 
clenching my teeth and I'm trying to hold it together. And they're doing that in isolation because, you know, to the world at large, social media and everything else, they're trying to make it out. I'm crushing it. I had someone just this week interview me. And afterwards, he really told me this tale of how horrible his life was. And he said, everyone thinks I'm crushing it. And so far removed from that. So I thought this, you know, if I wrote a book, then you could read that, have it in your hands and, you know, you don't have to pretend to be anything. And, and you could possibly, as I learned, you could change your life and change your business by starting your team. Fantastic. What did you decide to, to put in your book? Where did you get your content? It was really all the stuff that I had experienced in my own conversations in my own head, you know, and it was really uh, the, the painful learning process. I mean, they, you know, on one hand, I guess I could say I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for all the things that I went through because I could help others. Although I don't know, there must've been an easier way because <laughs> I did grind it out those first couple of years. Like I had to learn how to choose food slower because everything was in a rush. Like I call myself a recovering rushaholic. I was like hysterical Chris all the time. Go, go, go. And if you weren't keeping up at my pace, like, you know, you were just, if it wasn't work, it was an interruption from work, you know? So you know, it was just like, it was nuts those first couple of years. And I had an amazing husband that was so supportive of everything I did. He was my biggest fan. And so there was a point where I realized like, he can't pay this price anymore because it's always work, work, work. And I'm always stressed out and I'm always working late and, and sneaking into work earlier, like a little drug addict in a closet, you know, doing another email on my phone. So I just thought there has to be something different. And, and so I started to change my life. And luckily I did by, you know, feverishly examining successful people and productivity and team building. And, and as I said, luckily I did because a couple of years later, you know, my whole life turned upside down and I wouldn't have had a business that supported that had I not had, you know, I had not taken that path. So did you, did you decide to write a book because it would help your business or was it therapy for you or was it a marketing tool or something else? It was, I wanted to create a movement. So I wanted to help more people. And this is a way to do it. I didn't want to be, you know, I couldn't reach the amount of people I want to reach in doing group work. So there was definitely that. That was my, you know, my first passion, my altruistic mission. Secondly, business-wise, it is a great marketing tool. It does give people a reason to talk to you. So you can call up and say, hey, can I be on your podcast? I just wrote this book versus as a, one of my my previous PR friends, because I've been converted, I'm now with you, Dan, but one of my previous PR friends said, you know, being in business is not enough. Like you have to have a reason for somebody to want to talk to you. So it really is a powerful tool um, that way. Like it, it, it opens doors. I'll tell you that. And did, so did you start from writing an outline or is it stream of consciousness or something else? No, I'm all about systems and I'm all about, you know, like I was really lucky. I had a team that supported me and stuff like that. So I had to make this efficient. So I really have a process for everything I do. So for me, I definitely had a strategy. I had an outline, although let's, let's not act too confident here because I did have to write the book twice because the first time I wrote it, I wrote it from a marketing perspective, which marketing uh, copyright is really powerful and short and tight. Uh, reportedly, when you write a whole book in marketing style, it's like clobbering somebody over the head and it's very overwhelming. <laughs> this is the feedback I got. So I was like, ah, okay. So I did have an outline and, and I talk about this, you know, in, under the guise of productivity too you have to work backwards. Okay. So what happens, I decided my book was going to come out in June. So then I came up with a formula and said, okay, how many pages per day 
Friday that I have to write if the book was going to come out in June. And so many people just dive in head first, say, okay, I'm going to write this book. And, and I know the old me would have said, you know, in the earlier years, okay, you know what? There's some days I didn't feel I had those five pages in me. So I would think, oh, you know, tomorrow I'll be more rested. It'll be better. I'll, the pages will just fly off the computer. It'll be amazing tomorrow. I'll do that tomorrow. But what I realized when I had this very tight formula is if I didn't have five pages in me today, I'm not going to have 10 in me tomorrow or 15 on Wednesday. So that really sobered me up because there is this, you know, depending where you are in your life, it's a little bit of a horrible saying. And they say graveyards are filled with people and every one of them has a book in them. And I, and I thought of that often when I wrote this book thinking, yes, I know why, because it is really hard when it's a long-term goal to say, all right, I want to get this book out. And, and people praise me all the time for my book being an easy read and, and I have to tell you, it's not easy to write an easy read. So, you know, the formula of what is your recipe, when do you want it out, and start backwards, I think is was really kept me on track. Great advice. I love that. Um, let's shift a little bit now toward marketing. How do you use mm -hmm. your book to get new clients? Well, what I use my book for is exposure. So I it, use my book to get in any opportunity I can on any podcast. Um, you know, just get out there. Can I be in a webinar, a speaking gig, whatever it is? Uh, you know, I tend to be lazy and like to do the virtual approach much more than getting on a plane. Um, so I just use that tool for that and just to open any door that I can. So there in that comes exposure to other audiences and stuff like that. So it just get, you know, and then you are, you, you are the authority figure on that topic when you've got a book, like I've written a book on that. So it really does impress upon your audience in a, in a shocking way. It, it really does work. And, uh, and just getting out there book in hand, talking to anyone with a microphone. That's what I'm all about. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I know a lot of people try to get on podcasts and they never hear back from podcast uh, producers. Uh, what are your tips for getting on a podcast? Well, you know what? If I could have a humble brag for a minute, I have been told repeatedly, um, I've been told by people that said, listen, I've got the emails to prove it. They say, we've been doing this for five years. We deal with a PR company, 100%, because then the guests are vetted. We never let outside guests come in. However... We're going to let you in. You know, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Michael Stelzner from, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, the, whatever. I just forgot social media examiner. And I got him on my podcast and he said it was my pitch. He said, I'm here because of your marketing and your pitch. So keep in mind, I am a marketing strategist. So I do have a very refined pitch uh, that I do, you know, as part of my marketing when I work with my clients. So it's a bit much to go in through here, but really if you make it personal, that's step one just sending an email, I want to be on your show, and, you know, here's how, like, you really have to let them know how it's going to benefit their audience. I would say, if I could give you quick tips, heaven's sakes, do your homework. I have my own podcast now, and I'm shocked when people just send me emails say, you know what, I'm really smart, and I've done all these things and made all these sales, I want to be on your podcast. And it's like, okay, well, how's it going to benefit my audience? And it's a little bit more, you know, it just, and it doesn't say anything that they've listened to my show, or why we're going to connect, or... Do your homework. As you said, Dan, connect with people, make it a relationship thing. You know, another thing I always do when I'm pitching somebody, of course, I listen to their show and then I compliment them on their show tight and concisely. And I tell them, you know, why I think I would bring great value to their audience and some of the things that they've said that have impressed upon me. And, and so do your homework. I mean, that's that sounds like ridiculously 
simple, but I can't tell you as a podcast hoster myself now, if that's a, write that down as a new word. Um, I can't tell you how many people don't do their homework. Mm-hmm. Great advice. And uh, what advice would you have for someone to appear on a show? How, how can they prepare best? Well, again, do your homework, know the show, listen to it, get that there's a beat and a gate to every show. Understand that every host is a person and they have things that they're passionate, excited about, et cetera. So, you know, just just make sure you're ready to go and you've listened to the show. That's for sure. Again, I know this sounds so simple, but I can't tell you how many people I've interviewed people that like, you know, reached out to me and didn't do a very good pitch, but I was really it was going to be a big opportunity for them. They're new in business and I, thought, oh, I'll be nice or whatever. And then I do a little pre-interview with them and I say something, you know, about the show and like, Oh, I've never listened to it, but I'm really excited about this. I'm like, Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. <laughs> get out of my face. Like, you know, I'm giving you an opportunity. And if I can't get you to listen to the show and you want to be on the show, how am I going to get other people? Like, how are you going to help me market this show if you can't even listen to it, right? So <laughs> it's it's ridiculous, but you, I, I could do a whole podcast on the foolish things that I see now when I'm being pitched to. So yeah, it's kind of, I mean, I didn't pitch you, Dan, because honestly, we've worked together and I didn't want to put you in that spot. But, um, you know, I was like, oh, okay, maybe I'll wait or whatever. But I have a, you know, and I, I send a video. That's another thing. I always send the video and make it very personal. So it's reaching out to people, connecting with humans, that's really the message. Well, fantastic. Well, on my show, yeah. I'm very selective. I, I wanted to find people who have written books and used books to build their businesses because that's yeah. my marketing purpose. Those are the people that I want yeah. to help. So I want to give them tips and advice and just and show them that if, if she could write a book, then I can write a book. If, if she went through this in her life, then I can certainly do this in, in my life. So it's very inspirational and educational and informative. At the same time, that's why I select my guests. So when I get yeah. pitches from people who are saying, like, I wrote a new book and I want to get publicity, it's like, okay, great, but I don't care about industrial design and neither does anyone else who's listening to this podcast. Uh, so, oh. <laughs> very true. So could you tell us a story about how you used your book to actually get a client? Well, again, I, I've i just been taking the roundabout way. So I've definitely got clients through being on podcasts and I was on the podcast because of the book, right? And then also with social media too. Like I, you know, I have pictures of me holding the book or doing this or I've written the book. So is it a direct, you know, I haven't had a direct trans, uh, transaction where like, it's kind of like, I don't know how to explain it. It's kind of like being on stage and you're an actor. It's like, oh, you know, is my acting that great or is it just that you've got a spotlight on me now and I'm on stage and I'm the only one here you're looking at. So, so I definitely have gotten new business from, you know, people say, Oh my gosh, I heard you on this podcast. I, I, I downloaded your book. I mean, then they go check out the book and, and even listen, if you ever, this whole idea of do not judge a book by its cover, the joke is clearly you've never written a book, right? So even people looking at my cover, I think we did a great job on that. And so many people is like, oh, this looks great, or I love the title and all this stuff. And so they start reaching out to me before they even get the book to read it. So it really just ups your game a lot. Mm-hmm. Great. What advice would you have for a coach or a consultant or a speaker who's thinking about writing a book? I just say do it. It just, you know, and it's addictive, though, because now I've written one. I want to write many. Um, although there is many days where all I kept thinking about is, do you remember that Kermit the Frog when he was interviewing that guy at the piano? And he's like, Mary had a little. Mary had a little. And he burst in tears. He'd be like, oh, I'll never get it. Right. <laughs> 
where the frog is trying to cheer him off. And I thought of that every day. I'm like, oh, I'll never get this. This book will never be written, right? And now, you know, when I see it, like even from my own place, one day I walked over and I had it in my hand because I was using it as a prop in a video. And I put it on top of my business books just because it was a pile of books. And all of a sudden it hit upon me like, I'm in other people's piles of books. I am sitting, I'm an author just like anybody else. Like this is it. Like it's equal, you know, elbow room. And when I saw it land in the pile of books that I respect and that changed my life, it was just really life affirming to me. And then I get messages, you know, all the time from people like, oh my gosh, totally changed my concept about time and business. And, and that's what I wanted. I wanted people, because there's so many heavy books out there on productivity and time management. It's all like Weight Watchers and do more of this and that and all these codings. And you're like, I don't even have time to do what I want to do. I don't have time for your new system. But people tell me all the time that they, it's a really easy read. They read it in a couple hours and then it changed how they saw their business. And like, I just don't get tired of hearing about that. So it really, <laughs> it, it really just, it, I think really gives you wings as a business person. That's what I think. Fantastic. Um, as did you self-publish or do you have a t- traditional publisher? Or walk us through that process. I did self-publish, but the mm-hmm. secret to that is not looking like you self-publish. So I created a little publishing company. Uh, it's called Singing Birds Press, and it's just you know I think it cost me sixty five bucks and a logo. So you don't want it to look self published, or you do lose it. It does look homemade, and that's another thing. Don't take shortcuts. I mean, I know when I paid a, a, a healthy penny for my cover because I have a graphic designer on my team, but there's a difference between you know a graphic designer and a, somebody that does covers and somebody that does covers for Amazon and all these things, right? So it is really hard when you're paying whatever, five, six, $800 for a book cover. And you're like, ah, what if nobody buys this? What if my mother doesn't even read this? So it's hard when you're building it to not take shortcuts because you're just putting money out and you think, I don't, I don't know if this is just a dream, but it's all those little things that really impress upon the audience that this is a quality piece and this is not a, a, an elevated PDF thing. Fantastic. Chris, why don't you tell us who your perfect client is and how they can get in touch with you? Well, I love working with people that entrepreneurs that really you've been in business a couple of years and usually they're service based. And what happens is you're just not where you thought you would be after these years. And really what that comes down to is really what I call team together. Everyone amplifies money. So you just probably haven't, you know, really leveraged or started your team that's going to allow you to accelerate your business and get you to where you should be um, so that you really have a business that supports your life and and doesn't consume it and that you're having fun. So anyone when you're sitting around looking, thinking, I can't afford a team, this is too much work, I don't have time to supervise a team, but I want to be further along than where I am, then reach out because I'm telling you we can change that for you real quick and really fast with an easy and permanent fix. Fantastic. And what is your website address? Yeah, check us out at uh, winthehourwintheday.com. Uh, or right now, depending where when this is launched, we're actually our first info product, the Outsourcing Playbook uh, for BusyEntrepreneurs.com. The Outsourcing Playbook for BusyEntrepreneurs.com. Great. Thank you, Chris. Thanks for listening to Write Your Book in a Flash with Dan Janelle, the only podcast that shows you exactly how people just like you have built their businesses by writing a book. If you'd like to write your book but don't know where to start, 
you can find great information at writeyourbookinaflash.com. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next week with another insightful interview to help you become a top business leader.